Welcome back to the Beef Up Front College Football Show. This is your host, Ryan Coyle. Join alongside Joe Kometz as we will dive into our Week 5 preview. I think the best the best slate of games that we had so far, it was hard to just pick five. There was definitely this was a week where we probably could have picked seven or eight games that all really matter a lot. Uh, but a lot of good games this week, and excited to get into it. Welcome back, Joan. How are you? Um, very good. Shout out, Misericordia Cougars. Homecoming <laughs> week up here in the Back Mountain. Mr. Beef himself going for homecoming king. He will pour a bottle of syrup on himself if he wins. And uh, number two, yeah, like you said, this is this is the biggest week so far in college football. This yeah. is like the real, all right, we're going to see who, it sounds cliche, but like the contenders are and the like pretenders. Yeah. So. Separate some of the men from the boys. Yes. We'll start it off with, I think, the most surprising team in the country so far, at least in a positive way. There are a few teams who have kind of tanked out, like Clemson. Uh, but this team, Arkansas, number eighth in the nation now, um, going to Georgia to play the number two Bulldogs for a 12 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. Georgia is an 18.5 point favorite, though, in this one. I mean, Arkansas, like you said, is a great story. But now they got to, they have to play back to back, I'm pretty sure, Georgia and Ole Miss. Yeah. They got to play Ole Miss next week. But, and uh, they just had to play Texas AM. Yeah, AM. This is an absolute well. gauntlet. They still, Arkansas still played Bama. But uh, Georgia, like I said, all season, Georgia's my actual title pick. I'm sticking to it. Arkansas is very good. I'm impressed. It's an awesome story. But this is the by far the best team we're going to have to play this season besides Bama. They have to go into Athens, take on Georgia. Georgia's defense is scary good. I think they're going to absolutely stuff Arkansas. But it's also going to be interesting to see where Georgia does because this is probably the best team they're going to play this season on their schedule besides Florida, not including, obviously, the playoff or the SEC yeah. title should be a very fun game. Yeah, I'm rolling with uh, Georgia here as well. I got them 30 to 17, so uh, I have Arkansas covering that number. That's a big number, but as tough as Arkansas has been so far, and as uh, well the, as well as they played on the defensive side of the ball, I think they they'll be able to cover this one. Uh, but hats off to them. Uh, under no circumstances did I really see them ever being in, in the top 10 this year. I was trying to find what I actually had them at coming into the season. I can't find it top of my head right now but um, I, I'm rolling with Georgia here though these are two teams that bring elite defenses to the table uh, allowing an average of 10.1 points per game combined between the two of them so uh, elite units uh, but as good as Arkansas looks so far Georgia's just been a different beast their defense has linebackers who are 6'2 245 pounds and they're running four threes sideline to sideline just hard to get anything going when you guys got when you got guys like that on that side of the ball so um, if JT Daniels, like he's been doing for most of the year, taking care of the ball, manage the game, um, I don't see how Arkansas wins this one unless they find a way to get a defensive score, a few turnovers from JT Daniels, maybe like a special teams touchdown. That's the only way I see Arkansas winning this game. Uh, second game, so another really big one, two top 10 teams. Again, we got number seven, Cincinnati at number nine, Notre Dame. 230 kickoff on NBC, Cincinnati a two and a half point favorite. Sounds like Jack Cohn's not going to be playing in this one. Give me Cincinnati. I've been saying all season. I'm an Notre Dame fan saying this. Cincinnati is a legit football team. I have them winning 23-21. I think they're I think they're gonna make the playoff. I think they're gonna be the four seed, especially now with the chaos you're seeing in the ACC. ACC is most likely out. Big 12. I know Oklahoma's still undefeated. We'll get you'll get to them later. But who knows with Oklahoma, the Pac-12, the same thing. Who knows with Oregon? Besides really the SEC and the Big Ten, you really don't know who the four teams are gonna be. 
and I think Cincinnati is going to be one of them. I think Desmond Ritter is a much better quarterback than Graham Mertz is. Uh, their de- Cincinnati's defense is legit, and their offense overall is better than Wisconsin's. I think Notre Dame is a very young team. They're going to be emotionally hungover coming off of last week's win, you know, big noon kickoff, neutral site against a Big Ten ranked team. Whereas this is the biggest game in Cincinnati's history as a football program by far. Going to Notre Dame, they make this game, they can establish themselves. They're number seven right now. They win this game. Wouldn't shock me if you see them go into the top five, which is crazy to say a group of five team even sniffing that part of the AP top 25. But uh, I think Cincinnati is going to win here 23 to 21. Well, since you didn't say it, I'm going to have to say it this week. But so I'm biased. I'm going Notre Dame here. <laughs> I take Notre Dame 27-26. Uh, with the Cone injury news, I was maybe going to flip my pick to Cincinnati, but I'm actually going to roll with Notre Dame here. Um, the, they impressed me last week, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I know Wisconsin doesn't really light the world on fire on offense, but that Notre Dame defense looked really good. Had that pick six late as well. So this is a team that has been making plays all season on the football uh, and I think that's going to come up big in this game. Desmond Ritter is a really good quarterback, but if Notre Dame can find a way to turn over that Cincinnati defense once or twice, uh, especially playing at home, this is their game to lose, I think. So uh, their offense played pretty well in spurts, too. Interested to see what happens at quarterback for them with Cone most likely out. Um, if this was at Cincy, I would be going with them. But at Notre Dame, it's going to be a sold-out crowd here. Even though it's Cincinnati, it's still a top-10 matchup. Uh, Notre Dame's in position for the playoff yet again. So I'm going to take the Irish, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Desmond Ritter come in and here and take care of business like he's been doing most of his career. So uh, I think if Cincy wins this they run and run the table, I think they'll make the playoff. But um, I'm going to roll with Notre Dame here in a close one-point win. Uh, next game, probably the game I'm lo- most looking forward to at least, uh, and that's number 12 Ole Miss at number 1 Alabama for 3.30 p.m. kickoff on CBS. Uh, Bama's a 14.5-point favorite. And uh, what are your thoughts on this game, Joe? I didn't write that much for this game because it's pretty simple. I have Bama 52, Ole Miss 45. There's going to be a shootout here in Tuscaloosa. The over's going to hit. Ole Miss is going to cover. I think Matt Corral is a legit quarterback. This is by far the best offense that Alabama is going to see all season, even if I feel like if they make it to the playoff and win the national title. I think Ole Miss has the most complete put-together offense in the country. Their offense is scary. But Ole Miss also hasn't really played anyone that great looking back at their scheduling. Louisville's yeah. decent, but they're not Alabama. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Bama's defense is going to do. You know, a team that let Florida hang around and, you know, let that defense or that offense that isn't really that good. And you saw them kind of struggle a little bit with Tennessee early, you know, see what they're going to do there. But uh, Bama, you, know, you can't pick against Bama. Yeah. Even if they're 0-11, I'm still picking <laughs> Bama because I just can't pick against them. So I'm going to go Bama 52, Ole Miss 45. I think this game's close as well, but I'm going to go with Alabama as well here, 43-37 over Ole Miss. I think the scoreboard could break in this one. You have a higher number than me, and I've got a pretty high number. Over under 79.5, I have it right there at 80. You have it at 57 or 97, I believe. So uh, you got a, you got a big number in this one. But probably Matt Corral and, and Bryce Young have looked the best out of any quarterbacks in college football this year, looking like the Heisman favorite. So – I thought A&M going into the year had the best chance to take down Bama just because of their defense and all the star power they have on that side of the football. But after that Arkansas game, watching that offense, I'm off that Aggie bandwagon. Um, and I think Ole Miss might have the best chance to beat them, at least regular season-wise now. So these two teams are combining for 1,100.8 yards per game on offense. And I believe 600, like 50 of that is Ole Miss. So Crowell has just has been as good as anyone uh, in college football these past few years at the quarterback position. 
He's having a standout season, but he struggled struggled with turnovers the past few years. I remember that was the thing I was talking about about him preseason when I said I think he could be a Heisman winner. He's limited his turnovers this year, but if those turnover flaws come back in this game, that could haunt them. So I think he throws a pick late and seals the seals the deal, and Alabama gets the the big time win here. Fourth game of the week, two new teams to the top twenty five, and two teams having pretty impressive seasons. And that's number twenty one Baylor. At number 19, Oklahoma State, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Kickoff, that's going to be on ESPN2 with OK State as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I have the first thing I've written is the fact that this game's on ESPN2 is so stupid. You, you do a, need a weekly TV it's a, rant. It's a top 25 versus top 25. I don't know why this game isn't the ABC. Like, the primetime ABC game this week is Indiana at Penn State. Indiana's like 2-2, two and two, and their two wins are against Idaho and hmm. Western Kentucky. Yeah. Like, I don't know how this game isn't. But it also goes to show you, though, like the Big 12 without Texas and Oklahoma, not that many people care, it's, which is – that's very interesting. I, mean, I don't think anyone else really cares about that. But uh, I had this game as a complete toss-up for me. Uh, I guess that's why I'm picking Oklahoma State at home. They're going to put themselves in a position to potentially be the second best or at the rate Oklahoma's playing, maybe the best team in the Big 12, which is crazy to say. Because people were saying last season was Oklahoma State's year, mm-hmm. and we see how that went. Now all of a sudden – they win this game. They're five and all. They'll probably be in the top fifteen, maybe even a little bit better than that. Gundy has always had them in a contender to be like to win the conference. Always had solid teams. Baylor this is a very good start for them, uh, but I think they knock off upstart Baylor at home, who's also going to be a little emotionally hungover from last week's upset win. Yeah, you picked that. That was your upset pick last week, and that hit. Congrats for that, Baylor over Iowa State. Iowa State's been a major disappointment this year. Back-to-back years. Who did they lose to week one last year? Who was that? Who did Iowa State lose to week one last year? Wasn't it like Northern Iowa or something? No, that was co- That was two years ago before COVID. They needed like double OT. Uh, last that, year they lost yeah. to Louisiana last year. Yeah, that's what it was. So I'm actually going to roll with Baylor here. They impressed me. The parts I watched last week, I think this is a team, a program on the rise under Coach Dave Aranda. Happy 45th birthday to him. I saw that today as well. So they're going to be playing for their coach this weekend, I think. Baylor 30, Oklahoma State 24. Just hats off to them. Very impressed with the turnover under this new coaching staff in year two. The first year after COVID, I, I sure, I'm sure it was hard to establish a culture uh, and get everything you wanted in last year with everything going on. This year, you see with some more freedom, some more luxury, um, what Coach Aranda and that staff's able to do. So I like Baylor in this game, and I like them going forward as well to be a, a team to be reckoned with. I beat an Iowa State team that was supposed to compete for the Big 12 title. Oklahoma State had a nice win as well, though, over number 25, Kansas State. I think this is the best defense Oklahoma State's had under Gundy. They're only allowing around 19 to 20 points per game, I believe. Um, but this should be a good battle. And with the way Oklahoma's looking so far, don't be surprised to see either of these teams potentially push for that Big 12 title. Uh, I'm going to roll with Baylor here on the road, though. Really impressed me last week. Bohannon, Jerry Bohannon, a quarterback's having a great year. Defense holding up their opponents only 15.8 points per game, so... Uh, this is just a team that's got a lot going for them right now. I'm going to roll with Baylor, but wouldn't be surprised to see Oklahoma State win, like you said. Uh, and our last game is Arizona State at number 20, UCLA. This will be a 10:30 kickoff on FS1. UCLA is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I got a weird feeling that UCLA is just going to smoke Arizona State. I don't know why. I have them winning 38-27. I don't know why. I just got a feeling that Chip Kelly's finally got UCLA going in the right direction. I love DTR. I think Bruin, the Bruins are just like a much better team than Arizona State. I love Jaden Daniels, don't get me wrong. Like I said, with that off-the-field stuff, you don't really know what's going on there. They lose to BYU, which, you know, BYU is obviously a lot better than people were thinking. 
But Arizona State, you don't really know what's going to happen with them. They could fall apart, I feel like, at any moment with all the stuff going on, you know, off the field. But I don't really have much else to say on this game. I just think UCLA is a better team. I think they'll take care of business here. I think uh, Arizona State will score a touchdown late to make it look closer than the game really is going to be. So give me uh, the Bruins hammering Arizona State this weekend. I got UCLA as well, 35-31, a bit closer than you. I think this is definitely the biggest regular season game in the Pac-12 South. Going into the year, I thought this was going to be a big game, but with the way USC and Utah have been struggling, uh, these are these are looking like the top two teams going forward. So this is kind of a, a make-or-break game, I think, for these two teams' season. If UCLA didn't lose to Fresno State, who is a good team, they're ranked number 18, um, they would be a top-10 team right now as well. So two dynamic offenses with two dual-threat quarterbacks, Jaden Daniels and DTR, as you were touching about. Daniels only has two passing touchdowns on the year, though, but he has been doing a lot of damage with his legs, keeping the defense honest, has rushed for multiple touchdowns, I believe, in two games, uh, and is a guy who's consistently putting up over 50 rushing yards a game. So UCLA has given up 330 yards per game through the air on defense, so Daniels could be able to have a good game. Uh, but the Bruins' rush defense is elite, and that's where Arizona State's offense thrives um, through the running back and as well as Daniels' um, option plays and whatnot. So. With that being said, I like Chip Kelly's rush defense to slow down Arizona State's rushing attack. Um, give me the Chip Kelly and the Bruins at home here uh, in a big-time Pac-12 game. And then we'll get to our favorite part of the episode. We got our upset picks of the week. Last week we already touched on you had Baylor over Iowa State. That hit. I had Texas Tech over Texas. That didn't hit, but I did hit on the Clemson or NC State over Clemson, which yes. is a double-digit double upset as well. So, uh, two picks this week, and I, and I like them both, actually. I was going to say before that, I think this is the first time this season that you or I, like you and I haven't hit the spread because no one was expecting Texas to put up seven. Yeah. That, that was, was nuts. Well. But um, I have Maryland over Iowa. That's a Friday night game, number four Iowa going to Maryland. Very weird. I kind of like, though, how the Big Ten does now. Like, they do that one Friday night game. Because it's a big game. I mean, Maryland is 4-0, I believe. Yeah. Maryland wins this game. I like did you know, looked at the AP poll. If you go down and they're receiving votes, they're 27th or 28th right now in the country. Maryland wins this game. They'll, they'll shoot up. You'll see them into the top 20, maybe even top 15, depending on how convincingly they win. Um, I love Talia Tagovailoa. You know, he's he's putting up over like 300 yards a game. Yeah, he's, he's having, having a, a great very year. good season so far. Um, I like what Maryland's doing. I think you know they can – not rise up and be the best team in the Big Ten East, but be, you know, a constant competitor for like a top 25 and for like a better, you know, non-New Year's Six Bowl game every year. Mm -hmm. So uh, give me the, give me the Terps. Give me the Terps over Iowa. That would be plus four, I believe. Yeah, I like them as well. That's a pretty surprising line for a top five team. I know it's on the road, but still. Uh, but I'm going to go Kansas State over Oklahoma. The way Oklahoma's played this year, I thought last week was going to be the week that they, they hit their stride and found their rhythm. But they've just been kind of squeaking by teams this year. I mean, Tulane, last week, West Virginia at home. Nebraska the week before. Yeah, I feel like they're just bound for a loss, and they get Kansas State this week. Kansas State's at home. Played Oklahoma State pretty tough last week, but the main reason I'm picking them is Kansas State is able to run the football and control the ball. Uh, you keep Spencer Rattler and that offense off the field, who the the fans were actually booing him last week, calling for the backup quarterback. So, I mean, whoever plays quarterback for that system seems to always have success. Rattler's not living up to the hype, really, but still is having some pretty good success. If Kansas State's able to play that ball control type offense, keep Oklahoma off the field at home, I think they have a good chance of winning that game. I think they're plus 10.5 right now, so 
Uh, give me Kansas State over Oklahoma. UConn beats Vanderbilt. Nice one for us. I was going to ask your opinion on that game. I apologize. I didn't mean to cut you I'll off. Take, I'll take Vanderbilt in that one. So. I'm going, I, think, I, got, I think UConn is going to beat <laughs> Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt, just like UConn, has got off. <laughs> That's a game of the week, actually. I but, saw uh, – actually, I was <laughs> listening to part of my take, and they said if game day had any humor about them, they'd go to Vandy, yeah. UConn. Is it at Vandy? At Vandy, 7 p.m. on ESPNU. Love it. On the U, baby. All right, well, that'll do it for week five of the College Football Show, and we will talk next week.